welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Michael Duffy on the line, and he's the CEO over at CityBase. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at CityBase, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in business and in your career? I started out in the uh, in the finance industry, in the capital markets industry. Um, for 12 years, I was in the interest rate market. Uh, the last five years of that, at the Northern Trust Company, Chicago's largest commercial bank. And during that time, I had a, uh, an excellent education in um, the 2007 financial crisis, which had emanated from a place in the market that I was involved with. And subsequent to that, um, while still working at uh, Northern Trust, I attended the University of Chicago business school, which is a very interesting time to be at the University of Chicago as the, as the uh, classic school of economics was uh, contemplating what had gone wrong. And, and it was funny during that period of time, a common question you get in, in, in classes was, is the actor rational? Like, how could the in, you know, entirety of humanity be so wrong on one asset class, which, of course, housing was the topic at the time? And it's during that time, there was a professor there who uh, later won a Nobel Prize, but uh, Dick Thaler, who led the uh, behavioral economics school, which ultimately was, um, I think, the explanation to the question of the, the actor being rational. And if I could paraphrase, the actor is rational, but bad at forecasting or oversamples their immediate surroundings or ignores disconfirming information. And the cognitive biases of, of behavioral economics uh, ended up helping explain the financial crisis. But when I went to business school, I was still on a macroeconomic path. I really enjoyed that space. While I was at business school, I realized that the part of economics that I enjoyed uh, in, in the capital markets was the human element, the behavior, how long it took to digest an idea, how long it took the world to adjust based on new information. And midway through, I took one entrepreneurship class, uh, New Venture Strategy. And the second lecture was the uh, top 10 common business models and new ventures. I was hooked from that point forward. I changed the entire back half of my uh, curriculum. And six months, I think, after graduating, started working on concepts that has grown into the organization we have today. Wow, what an amazing story. I love it. So you just that was that was a huge pivot you made um to really consider going from uh going from um the macro point of view to where where you're at now in entrepreneurship. That's a big pivot. 
Um, and, you know, now you're a little bit, for obviously, you're further along in your career than you were when you started then. Um, but there's all, and you, so you've had, we all learn as entrepreneurs from the ups, the downs, the sideways, everything in between. Um, there's some younger entrepreneurs uh, right now listening that are maybe they just graduated college or maybe they're just, you know, kind of getting started or maybe they're second-time entrepreneurs and the first business didn't go so well. Um, what kind of advice would you give to that new entrepreneur that's uh, really just out there getting started? You know, I wish I had a playbook for everyone, um, but I like to think that I'm uh, continuing to learn every day by being uh, dragged behind the pickup truck of life here. But I think the, the best advice uh, certainly uh, is, is persistence. When you're doing something new uh, or trying to bring a new idea into the world, you're almost better off not asking for feedback because you will get the perception that you, you already know and people even people around you who care about you uh, who, who may just want you, know, to, you to be safe and happy, you know, like your parents, <laughs> will um, give you feedback that really ends up not being helpful. You have to have conviction uh, and, and persistence and you need to test yourself regularly too because one of the most important, one of the most important items about executing is being nimble and making decisions uh, with a lot of uncertainty and knowing when, those, knowing when those decisions have been invalidated and you need to adjust. Oh, that's great advice. I love it. Um, let's switch it up a bit, Mike. Let's get into what you're doing over at CityBase. So first, tell me a little bit more about the company, please. Yeah, CityBase is working to make local government and state government more personal and responsive. And Adam, this is a derived from a feeling that uh, literally everyone ever has had with a sense of indifference or frustration when interacting with normal government services or interacting with government. And you often hear some amount of vilification uh, of, of government or people who work in government. Uh, I think that the, the frustrations that we experience as constituents are, are quite natural um, result of an incredibly complex system of systems. And the very first observation that drew me into this space was the understanding that our, our own city of Chicago was not one omniscient flying saucer that just wrote parking tickets, but was actually four dozen, give or take, autonomous business units operating under one brand. And so there's a feeling of like, it's the first time they've met you every time that inherently is derived from having many organizations that are operating together but loosely. And so we set out to create a single user experience in government. So we needed this very complex many-to-many -many relationship that we needed to, to, to create a point of uh, consolidation. And the idea around having consolidated user experience is that we could show people information, services, or activities that were relevant to them to help connect people to government services and support the uh, dedicated civil servants who are, uh, in effect, having to manage and prop up this complexity, make their lives easier. Oh, wow. That's, 
I mean, that that's an amazing undertaking. And one of the reasons why I like what you're doing is because really that, uh, I mean, and, and for everybody listening maybe that hasn't had an interaction or had to do something, it's just like saying you're going to buy, you're going to a store to purchase something and you have to go to four different counters. And every time you go to a different counter, it's like you're in another store, but you're in the same store, but none of them work together. <laughs> is that a good, good analogy and a way to explain it? Yeah, that's pretty good. It's like there's a bread counter, and then they send you for the uh, individual ingredients, and, yeah. and you have to buy them sequentially. I love it. And, and, and oh, and, and none of them talk to each other, so none of them know that you're in the store. None of them know um, that you are that you've already shopped there before. None of them know anything that's about right. you, even though even though they're all coworkers, um, you know, under the bigger brand, let's say. <laughs> that's right. And then you get a parking ticket while you're in there. That's it. That's that's it. Which, by the way, last one I got was in Chicago, and the guy had the little machine around his neck, and that was he was very efficient with that one. He got me. <laughs> well, thank you for visiting. Thank you for helping pay those taxes. Um, so let's see. So city base. Um, and so give me a little bit more about why people should connect with you. So meaning, are you in Chicago exclusively? Have you have you kind of scaled to other cities? Um, give me a little bit more meat now that we know exactly um, how you're helping your clients. Yeah, sure. We're in uh, over 100 markets in the United States, and um, we are dedicated to, to government and utilities. And utilities mm. are... Um, Pseudo municipal in you know in the context of our of our business and their operations in that you typically only have one provider for a given service like water electric or gas where you live mm-hmm. and so we're we're dedicated to that space and we are uh, I'd say primarily in uh, our engagements are uh, mentioned heavily in utility but um, some of them are all agencies and departments. In, in a given market for a, um, say, as large as top 10 market, mm-hmm. um, down to a, the water department of a uh, of a 150,000 person city, and their needs are common. This is an interesting part. The needs of a given agency or given audience of constituents are common, and one of the themes one of the themes of, of the thesis is that government appropriately adjusted for jurisdiction and function has very common needs, maybe 80% plus. If you drop into two water departments at different ends of the country, you're going to find a lot of commonality in the operations. Historically, those organizations have uh, solved their their own uh, problems, particularly IT problems, independent of one another. So there was a, a GAO report, federal government level, that said something to the effect of like 90% of IT spend that the federal government was propping up legacy technology or building one-off solutions. Mm. So if, you, if we assume that that's in, you know, anywhere close to what's happening in, in state and local, uh, you have tens of thousands of jurisdictional entities who are spending the majority of their IT uh, spend solving the same problem. So city-based in our industry, the GovTech industry at large, is working to, to productize solutions in this space, which is a way of getting these uh, two unrelated cities or counties or utilities to implicitly collaborate. Because if we're able to create a product that serves the needs of both, then both are able to get solutions better, faster, and cheaper than if they were to develop them internally. And so that's something that we repeat, you know, across um, 
situations we encounter, and we're constantly evolving products to solve problems and solve real problems for their ultimate clients, which are the constituents of the communities we work in. Man, that makes it makes total sense, and uh, you just dropped a pearl for me today. Uh, I love whenever a tech is added at the end. I've never heard GovTech. I've heard so many other ones. I love it. Now, now I have another hashtag to follow. You made my day personally. Uh, <laughs> yes, I get excited I, I, about I any new too. tech. Any new tech, GovTech, I'm in. Um, that being said, so Mike, um, great work you're doing over there. I love it. I love this as, as this makes um, all of our you know governments and, and agencies as this role out further, um, more efficient and um, more efficient use of spend. Um, and obviously, this is the same problem that your, your big legacy companies have, like a General Electric or like these huge companies, um, obviously, because, you know, these, these legacy systems and updating and trying to duplicate things across departments. It's the same thing if we think about government just on a larger level um, with more players involved, per se. Um, but um, I, I love it. Um, so, Mike, if somebody wants to learn more about CityBase, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? I think the best place to start, and we're always happy to hear from uh, from anyone who's interested in, in our uh, obscure niche of the world here. But uh, the best place to start is at our website at thecitybase.com, uh, where we talk about not only services, but published case studies and, and uh, other work that we've done. And it's a great way to start learning about our space um, and our mission. Fantastic. Uh, well, hey, Mike, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about the great work that you're doing over at CityBase. Uh, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, um, do all those great things that we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Mike, thanks again for coming on the show.